This meeting is being recorded. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Edna White and you are on Keeping It Real On Purpose. Yes, the, real, the place where you meet real people talking about real things and being real all the time. And guess what? It's all on purpose. And today our guest is none other than Tarina Maldonado, who is from Arizona. And we're gonna be talking about boundaries. So, so folks, I know that we don't have boundaries, <clears throat> excuse me, and I know some of my audience members always ask about boundaries. So Terry, I'm sorry, Tarina, I'm messing up people's names. Tarina is gonna talk about this so that we can know how to set these boundaries up and be really successful and happy. Welcome to the show, Tarina. Thank you, Edna. It's so great to be here with you today and your audience. Um... I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Great, great, great. So tell us about your expertise about boundaries. Well, I come from a background. I was, um, I'm a survivor of child abuse and a high demand religion. And neither of those in any real way taught me anything about boundaries. In fact, they taught me some really unhealthy ideas that feed into people pleasing and self-sacrifice and all of those bad things. And so as I was working on my healing journey, boundaries was something that I really dove into and just really, really sparked a, a note with me um, because in learning about them, I realized how essential they are for not only our own well-being, but for having truly healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and having healthy relationships means you don't have to do everything for everybody, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so one of the ways that boundaries can help us to have healthy relationships is helping you to know when to agree to something. So if you're a person who somebody asks you to do something and you just love people. And so you say yes. And then the next day or 30 minutes later, you're like, why did I do that? I have so much going on that day. And then you're going to do this and you're going to feel resentful. You're going to feel angry. You're going to feel frustrated. And that's not going to help you have a healthy relationship when you're feeling resentful and frustrated and angry when you're helping somebody. Versus if you are asked to do something and you think about it and you look at your schedule and you realize, yes, I have the emotional, I have the time, I have the physical capacity to do this for this person, then you can go into it and you can do it with love and with joy. And it can be a really positive experience for your relationship. Yeah, and I like how you said that because most of the time we're not really emotional. When we say, okay, I'll, I'll do it for you because maybe you're, it's, you're my mom. Maybe you're my sister. And I don't have the time. And the attitude will definitely take place and you won't be emotionally available. Even if you're taking them to an appointment that's critical, like maybe a cancer appointment or a really serious appointment. You won't be emotional available to them should you 
that be like something that you have to like squish something in and forget about yourself. You won't be emotionally available. So I like what you said about that is that all of that plays a big picture in how you really serve a person. So you're really not serving when you're not available, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. And you're definitely not serving from the space that you're probably Mm -hmm. wanting to serve from. Yeah. So how do we set healthy boundaries? Um, And the reason why I say I personify healthy, because there's, there's unhealthy boundaries. Let me tell you that. Some people will say, well, I don't want to deal with you because you deal with this person that I don't like. That's not healthy. That's kind of, what is that? actually manipulative. (laughs) So would you say that again? (laughs) That is manipulative. So I will say the one of the biggest ways that you can know if your boundary is coming from a healthy space Mm -hmm. is your intention. Is your intention to inform somebody what you will accept and not accept what you do, what you will not do? Or are you trying to get somebody to do something, not do something or accept something? Because a boundary is not saying you can't talk to me like that. A boundary is a healthy boundary is saying, you know, if you choose to speak to me disrespectfully and yell at me, I'm not comfortable with that. And so if that happens, I'm going to hang up the phone or I'm going to leave the room. That is a healthy boundary. A healthy boundary is not telling somebody that they can't talk to you to that in a certain way or that they can't yell at you. That might be the outcome of what you're trying to establish as a boundary, but that's still telling somebody what they can and cannot do. Now, thank you for that. This is a because of, to drink no, listen, water. I'm sorry. My so Alexa tells me you what the to conversation. do. <laughs> You know, this is, this is crazy. Okay, but, okay, so I thank you for that because it's really important to know, and I didn't know what that was. Now, I want to ask you a question. And if you share your boundary, and I'm going oh, I'm to share it as you, as you just met me, so you know. I share what I don't like, what I, you know, I'm, I'm a sharer. So if I don't like something, I'm going to say it. And it's not disrespectful. It's a wholesome way. It's on the spin, not a spin, but on the, the, the side of leaning towards healthy. Okay. Very leaning, very close to. And what happens when you share your boundary with someone and they ghost you? Then <laughs> they weren't meant to be in your life. <laughs> I think sometimes boundaries, healthy boundaries, when they're set in a kind, loving way, one of the greatest benefits of that is it helps you to know who the people are that are truly meant to be in your life. Because there might be somebody who in your life is just taking advantage of you. And you might not realize that until you start to put conscious effort into Mm -hmm. having healthy boundaries. And when you maybe start saying no instead of yes to everything when you start having healthy boundaries and respecting your time and your energy they might not be getting what they were in the relationship for anymore and so then they may see themselves out the door and that could be a beautiful beautiful gift to you in your life because it's going to help you have better energy and people in your life 
Yeah. You know, I, I, I told one of my friends, I said, how do you get ghosted as a friend? Like, I don't get it. I, I understand a romantic partner. You may, you did, you may, maybe you said, a, you said something to them, you know, that they didn't like, or maybe you were pushing it too much. But as a friend, and I remember the exact moment is when I said, I won't accept that. That's not something I do. You know, I don't want. How do you, how do you ghost someone instead of saying, you know what? And, and this would be me. This is, this is maybe it's me. I'm, I'm expecting something that I do. I would say, you know what? I don't think we can remain friends on that note. That would be me. Hey, and this um, makes me think of something, um, which is where I start with clients mm-hmm. for working on healthy boundaries is not a single thing to do with boundaries. It's with self-care. Right, right. yes. Because- yeah. If you start trying to establish boundaries, but you're very insecure about who you are still, it's yeah, not yeah. going to work because you're either going to give in when somebody pushes back on your boundaries, or you're just going to be mm-hmm. devastated if somebody says something to you about, you can't do that. That's not okay. And so the very right, first right. step is to having healthy boundaries is sure. to feel truly, truly rooted in your self-love mm-hmm. and knowing that you are worthy of love and belonging, regardless of how anybody else treats you, talks to you or acts, that is a reflection Mm -hmm. of them and what's going on with them. And when you're rooted in that knowing of self-love, then you can navigate that a lot easier. Exactly. Now, as a survivor of of childhood sexual abuse, which I am, um, I've learned that even at my age now, in my 50s, um, there's still some taking off of things and in and, and revealing of things and actually, you know, awareness of things. Uh, boundaries plays a big, a big part of self-discovery, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Explain, explain like, how that works. Um, I feel like the better I get with my boundaries, the more I learn about myself the better I am at creating a world, a life, a community of people that respect me and treat me the way I want to be treated, the more my authentic true self comes out. And that's when I'm able to one, grow and flourish and just thrive. And two, when those triggers and those things that still need healed are able to, to show themselves so that I can work on those. That's awesome. That is stinking awesome. Audience, I know that you're fired up just like I am because this information is so very relevant to the here and now and more so to the inner healing that we all are experiencing or should be experiencing. Um, So in your experience, Serena, in your experience with your clients, when you start working with them on their boundaries, what's the very first thing that they start, you start seeing happen, like pop for them? I start seeing confidence um, because a lot of people are really scared about setting boundaries. Um, They're worried that it's going to end relationships. And one of the things that I feel is most important about boundaries is helping to do that in a way that maintains and strengthens our relationships. 
I think boundaries is kind of this buzzword right now. It's something big that lots of people are talking about. But I think a lot of people jump to this, you don't make me feel good, toxic person, you're out. Versus I feel like when you're able to communicate boundaries and give grace to another person that you're learning, they're learning, and we're working together to learn this new healthy pattern for our relationship, that's when things really grow. And when people can see that happening and see the peace that is the ripple effect of that in their life and the confidence that's the ripple effect that's when people really start saying like, Hey, there might be something to this. (laughs) Might be something to this. That is mighty, you know, all by itself. That is really mighty. So audience, you hear what Tarina's saying, you know, um, boundaries are so very important for healthy relationships. So let's talk about, um, if someone, if my child would say to me, mom, you know, I feel like you liked, you know, my, my younger son, let's say my younger son is David. I, my oldest son is Gary. My middle daughter is Christina. And they would, she would, my, probably my daughter would say this. She would say, you know, mom, I feel you, you favored David more than me. What do you do with that to kind of create that? Because I think boundaries has something to do that. Do with that. Even though you may have thought that you covered it, how can you address that and then have boundaries to so that that person doesn't use it again on you? If, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think for me in that situation, the first thing I would want to do is. Thank them for that vulnerability, because that's a really vulnerable thing to come to you and say. So I would say something along the lines of, that was really brave of you to tell me that. um, And I really appreciate you telling me that. And then I would validate their feelings and say something along the lines of, that must be really hard for you to feel that way. And then I would take ownership and say, I'm really sorry if my actions and my behavior have led you to think that and then let them know, like, I love you equally, but clearly I'm not communicating that to you. So then I would say something like, let's brainstorm together some ways that I can make sure that you are feeling my love because that helps them come in and take responsibility for the solution. That's really really good. I like that because see saying, and I say for me as a mom saying, um, I don't act like that. I've told you many times before, only why I lean, lean on him is because he does that, 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 and, and more or less validating your points instead of validating how they're feeling, you know, that's not the point. And those are boundaries all by itself. Yes. You know, those, those things are really boundaries that, you know, I shouldn't have said that. And then you're wondering, you know, okay, how do I help that? And I like what you said, you know, thank you for that. And clearly I'm not, it's not coming across. I'm not letting it come across that way, the, the right way. So tell me how we can work on that. What would you like to see from me that this is, you know, you don't feel this way. And that's 
beautiful in itself. Yeah. And this is a beautiful aspect of boundaries. A lot of times when we talk about boundaries, we talk about telling people, no, we talk about, um, how you're going to accept somebody to talk to you. We talk about things that you don't want to happen in your life, which is really great because it protects your space, but having healthy boundaries in a relationship also lets people know what you want in your life. And if you want vulnerable, open communication with your family members and with the people who matter most in your life, Mm -hmm. that needs to be communicated as well. And so I feel like the relationship with your child to come to you and say that, that comes from having healthy boundaries and letting them know I am strong enough to hear criticism and our relationship is more important to me than my feelings. So as long as you come to me respectfully, I want to hear if I'm hurting you or if I'm falling short, or if I'm not creating a relationship that makes you feel loved, supported, and seen. That's awesome. You know, I love what you're talking about. I know my audience really is digging it. We're really digging it. We're really digging it. Is this something that you could tell my audience, you know, um, two to three minutes of what, you know, these boundaries mean to your life? Just something you could tell them. Yeah. So I'll share an example. Um, it used to be, so my kids are still a little bit younger. They are six, 10 and 13. And so it used to be that um, we'd go through, I call it morning rush hour, where I get everybody ready, lunch is made, out the door. And then I'm looking at the kitchen table and there's still dishes from breakfast and there's still dishes from dinner the night before. And I'm frustrated and I'm angry and I'm spending time doing something that they could have helped with. Like they takes how long? 30 seconds, a minute to take your dishes from the table to the sink so frustrating and every morning we were repeating this cycle of them getting out the door not listening of taking their dishes to the sink and me being frustrated and not having as much time for other things that I wanted to do versus cleaning up after them and so I was thinking about it and I was like okay how do I help improve the situation my family so we had a conversation and I did not come at them and say you guys are such slobs. I can't believe you don't do this, that you don't respect me. Like, it's not that hard to do. It takes 30 seconds because that's not going to help anybody feel good. So I sat down and I was like, you know what, guys? Um, I really have some work that's important to me that I need to do in the mornings. But every morning I look at the table and it's got all the dirty dishes from breakfast and from dinner and I'm having to clean up after you. And that makes me feel really frustrated and it doesn't help me start my day right. Do you think that there's anything that we could do that would help me have a better morning? And together with my kids, we brainstormed ideas and all on their own, they came up with ideas of, you know, setting an Alexa alarm to help them remember to take their dishes to the table. And now in the morning, the dishes are in the sink. I have more free time. And together we created a boundary for our family that we respect and love each other's time. And therefore we clean up after ourselves after a meal. That is 
awesome. It's completely awesome. And you can, audience, you can use this scenario literally for anything, for your adult children, for your senior mom, for your sisters who ask everything from you, from cousins, you know, you know, partners, um, and even like, you know, church family, you know, community um, organizations, you can kind of create a scenario for that. And I, that's amazing that you did that. I really, you know, that, that made me think about my kids too, because I was like, I was in the star system. Uh, you know, a lot is like, okay, <laughs> you're getting on my nerves right now. And I, I but that's different because, you know, we're culturally, we speak differently to our children. And, Absolutely. Um, you know, um, I would say, okay, I just need 30 minutes. And I would say to this, that every time I came from work, 30 minutes, give me 30 minutes to strip off my dirty clothes, get on clean ones and have 15 minutes to kind of breathe in and breathe out. And they would do that. They, okay, that works. And then literally it was like, uh, and they were it, like, my oldest son was 14 at the time. My youngest son was maybe nine and my daughter was uh, 12. And literally in that 30 minutes, <laughs> we didn't have Lexi at the time. <laughs> <laughs> in that 30 minutes, they just came in a room, mom, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, one at a time, you know, like, okay, tell me about your day. How did it go? Da, da, da. And it, it, it worked. It really worked for the, the duration of my working life. It really worked. And even as they got older, okay, mom, I know you guys just got in, but I really need you to talk to you about something. You know, they'll text me and say, I'll give you 30 minutes. You know, I'm not dying, but I'll give you 30 minutes, you know? Yeah. And so what a really beautiful works. lesson did you teach your children with establishing mm -hmm. this boundary of, I need a little bit of space to decompress after work. You showed them mm -hmm. a beautiful example of speaking what you need to get what you mm -hmm. need, of self-care, and then of their importance and value because they were right the first thing after you took that space. Yeah, first thing. They were the first thing. And you know, and it's and it and I see it now, now that they're in their 40s, um, in their 30 early 30s, I see now how it's displaying in their lives. And they're like, mom, you need your space, you know, you need to grow in this area. Um, and, and I need to allow you to do that because my oldest son's always calls me, mom, no one's like you. You're like this free spirit. You go where you want, do what you want and say what you want. No one says anything to you, you know? And I was like, sure they do. They say things to me, but you know, it doesn't hurt me, but I, I'm, I'm able to, and that comes from what you said, being confident because I used to think that I was confident. You know, I used to think that what came out of my mouth was what I really wanted, but I had no, like when I would get around friends who, all my friends who were doctors, had the doctorate after their name, I felt really minuscule around them and I never spoke around them, never spoke. I never spoke around them until I caught myself one day. I was like, why am I quiet? I got a lot to say about that. And I had to realize, Oh, I talk is cheap. I'm talking confidence, but I'm really not living it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I had to say, even around them, and I had to make a boundary with myself, even around them, even around my friends who I feel are smarter than me, I have something to contribute. 
So I'm gonna contribute, contribute. And I had to say to them, I need you to acknowledge that I'm here. And although you're speaking, you know, maybe in, in, a, in a higher education bracket or higher than I would, I need you to acknowledge that I'm here and speak that I know what you're talking about. And that was monumental to them. They were like, oh. Oh, so the sister, I said, yeah, the sister got stuff to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm sure that that helped improve your relationship when you told oh, them what you needed. A hundred percent. It, it changed a lot things. of times, the people on the other side are not aware. I am sure they no, had no not. idea. Yes. You were sitting there feeling left out or uncomfortable, so but when you let them so know, then yes. they could include you. And then that improves your relationship. And they were not aware. They were like, oh, we just thought you were being quiet. We know that you're smart, but Hey, you want me to, you know, and they didn't say, Hey, you want me to dumb it down. I'm a more of a practical person. I said, like, Hey, I got my, you know, a bachelor's degree and I can speak educated. I said, but you know, I don't, I, I choose not to. I say, I have friend, other friends who are, who had their doctorate degree. They're like really laid back. You wouldn't know if they had their doctorate degree because they would never speak about it, you know, and they're just like practical people. And that's who I am, a practical person. I'm more practical. How does it apply to my life so that I can like be a contributing member of society? That's, you know, that's what I'm always thinking in everything that I do, you know? <clears throat> so that's what boundaries come in is how do I become a contributing member without being aggravated, annoyed, um, resentful. resentful. Mm. Yes. Resentful. Um, and still do what I need to do and first take me in account first and then everyone else afterwards. Yes, which really goes against what a lot of us were taught or modeled as children. A lot of us are taught that you put everybody above yourself, that you put your family, God, your job, kids, everything above yourself. But when you do that, then you have nothing left to give. Yeah, that that, that is so very true. You, You also learn, and I think we are, we both in two different religious areas, We've t- been taught religion comes before anything else, even how you feel. And you're, you're, you're not supposed to feel. And, but out of all of that, this is a wonderful thing that I've learned um, if we go, were to go biblical. Um, there's a scripture that says, um, go back to your first love. Simply that, you. Mm, you knew no that. other. You, you knew no other, even when you were looking up at your mother and you were born, you didn't know who that was. You none, you felt you and you hungered for none, none other, but you. So yes. go back to your. And that's that, one of the greatest journeys of our lifetime is to come yes. back to ourselves and unlearn yeah, all of the Yeah, and that's what it was all about because it, it, what it was it, that Jesus was kind of kind of showing us is he would he was he was um, taught to be a carpenter. He was taught Jewish religion, and they were doing something outside of that, 
and it didn't look like what he was taught. And then he saw people in pain and he had empathy and compassion. Nobody else did. And he was like, what the heck is going on here? So he was having a meltdown. He was literally in what I call a stuck mode, like what the heck? So when that outburst happened, when he was whipping everybody in the, in the, in the, in the um, what is it called? In a in 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 temple, cause he's like, I don't even understand what's going on right now. Gotta act up. <laughs> but you know, it, you know, that's learning how to get back to healthy boundaries. And all of that is teaching us that there's boundaries, even with religion. You have to have a boundary with that. Can't let it consume you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Lady Tarina, I really thank you. And the audience really thanks you for what you are talking about today on boundaries. And we're going to have you back um, because I think this is a, this is a very um, extensive um, extensive subject and, but we're going to have you back for another reason, but audience, you will not, not see her again, because you're going to see her this time audience in the audio world. You're going to hear her, but now you're going to see her on the talk show. So we thank you very much, Tarina Maldonado for being here tonight. And this brings us to the end of our our show. Uh, my name is Edna White, and this is Keeping It Real. And we're going to say goodbye for now. Me and my guest, Tarina. Saying bye, bye Edna. Now. Thank you so much. All right. All right, Tarina.